Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast for week three. In the NFL, Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. Again, BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. He's Steve Fezzik. I think you guys know that. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling over at the Westgate Super Contest. Yes, he is a stud. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. I think I forgot to mention that on the College Draft Podcast, who I am, my name, my social media. It's at Ross Tucker NFL. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whichever one you are on. Every week, we make our picks. I had several teams that screwed me this week that I'm mad at. A lot, of, a lot of kickers, Steve, that I'm not real happy about. I am kind of happy about this new podcast, though, from Wondry and the Athletic. It's called The Lead, and it's for every type of sports fan who wants to go beyond the box score. So if you like The Athletic and my stories over there, kind of like the Melvin Gordon story that hopefully they're going to post today about the actual logic that he's using – by sitting out half the year, I think you'll like the lead because it brings you one big story from the Athletics all-star team of local and national sports reporters every single week. It's your daily lens into the biggest stories of the day told by the people who actually write them. So they've got comprehensive reporting, fascinating clips, and really take you behind the scenes on a daily basis. Make sure you listen at the end of the show because they'll have a preview of the lead. And don't forget to subscribe to the lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this bad boy right now. All right, Steve. It was another winning week for you. You were up four units. I was down one unit. I blame A, Sam Darnold for making out with some girl and getting mono as well as kickers and i'll explain there momentarily 
Neither one of us placed a bet on either the Bucks, Carolina or Niners, Bengals. I leaned Tampa Bay. I leaned San Francisco. So I guess, Steve, if somebody follows my leans, they got some money there. Unfortunately, leans don't count, Steve. Lean, nobody, like, it's like, uh, what do they say? Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Leans don't mean anything. They don't mean squat in my mind. Yeah, they can be helpful to the listener. And, and bottom line, a lean, when Ross or I lean to something and you as the listener already like it, maybe that's a signal that you go ahead and bet it. But those aren't games that I'm personally betting. So then we've got the Chargers and the Lions. Uh, this game really annoyed me. Uh, I had a unit on the Chargers laying two and a half and a unit on the under. The under hit by a lot. I mean, the total was 48. It was a 13 to 10 game. But, Steve, you know, I just, I'm going to start to swear on this podcast. I I mean, like, the, the Chargers have two touchdowns come off the board on one drive to penalties. Then Eckler, on the one-yard line, tries to reach the ball across the goal line and gets it knocked out. They have their punter kicking, and he misses multiple field goals. Like, there is no way I should have lost that bet. You had a two-team teaser with the Lions at uh, getting eight and a half and the Texans laying two and a half. Now, wait a minute. He has that graded as a win for you. If you had the Texans laying two and a half, that's a loss, right? Okay, so you lost two units there. Um, you lost two units on that teaser because the, the Texans didn't come through for you, correct? That is correct. Okay, so he, he did not have that part of it graded correctly. All right. Anyway, do you want to chime in on my misery with, uh, with the kickers and with the Chargers? The Chargers are like that team that just screw you all the time, I swear. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, on the Eckler play, it wasn't third down either, right? It was. No, it was like first and goal. Exactly. And, and, you know, this is one of those things, you know, I blame, I'm going to blame the coaching staff because the coaching staff needs to train the players. I know that this, you've got enough other things to worry about, but on third or fourth down, on third down, you should reach the ball for the goal line. On fourth down, you have to reach the ball for the goal line. On first down, you've got to protect the ball. And Austin Eckler has fun, fumbling problems in the past. So if ever there's a back that you've got to say, protect the ball, all things being equal, it's him. What is he doing, Ross? I don't know. Um, absolutely brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I, I'm, I'm very, very frustrated by that one. Um, so unfortunately, uh, you were even then for the week that makes a big difference um isn't it isn't it crazy by the way the difference between being up two for one bet and down two it's a four unit swing i mean it's crazy uh let's get to uh another bet we for arizona baltimore we both leaned arizona we should have taken them they were getting a bunch of points only lost by six that was a missed opportunity vikings and or i'm sorry dolphins patriots we both passed I lean Miami. That would not have been good. How about the stupid Vikings and the Packers, Steve? You had two units on the under. That was a good call. Wasn't looking great when the Packers scored touchdowns on their first three drives, but that was a good call. I had two units on the Vikings getting three points. 
not only would they miss an extra point and two field goals, and Kirk Cousins on first and goal, to your point about Eckler and third down, how about first and goal, Cousins just throws a ball up for grabs in the corner of the end zone. I, I try not to get emotional. I swear, Steve, with every passing year we do the Even Money podcast, I, I, I get even more into my bets and I get more emotional. I think I might be done with Kirk Cousins. I mean, how can you be that stupid to throw that on first down? He really has an awareness problem. I'm not just, I'm not exaggerating. And while we're talking about awareness problems, let me pick on Diggs for the Vikings. If you recall, after the miracle against the Saints, he scores the touchdown, and of course he rips off his helmet. Um, I can't recall if all the time it'd run off the clock or the like, but the bottom line is, I'd have a rule. You're not allowed to take off your helmet, ever. If you take off your helmet, you're cut the next day. Um, so, of course, Diggs scores a touchdown, and he takes off his helmet in the end zone. Flags fly all over the place. Ross, how do players make such fundamental, horrific errors? I don't know. I think that they lose their mind. The Cousins one is beyond me. I think Diggs probably just got a little bit excited, but... Cousins knows better than that. Anyway, you're under hit. You got two units. I lost two units on the Vikings. Colts and Titans. Titans were laying three. I leaned Tennessee. I leaned Indy. You leaned Tennessee. All my leans were great. I should actually bet my leans. Buffalo and the Giants, we both passed. Uh, Seattle, Pittsburgh. I leaned Pittsburgh. You put a unit on Pittsburgh. They were laying four points, so you lost that one. Dallas and Washington. I put two units on the Cowboys. You lean the Redskins. Redskins are a bad team. Cowboys are a good team. That came through for me, thankfully. So that was two units there. Jags and Texans. Jags were getting eight and a half points. Probably should have won the game outright. I got Minshew Mania. I put two units on the Jags. This was part of your teaser. The Texans blew it for you. Jags came through for me, so I got two big units there. We go to the late games, Steve. We're getting eight points from the Chiefs as we both took the Raiders. One unit for you, two units for me. The Raiders went up 10 nothing. I was feeling like, all right, I'm up 18 to nothing. Still would have lost by 10 points, Steve. Still, because the, the Chiefs had the best second quarter I think I've ever seen. And I think the lesson there is you only doing one unit because you didn't fully trust the Raiders and loss mitigation. If I'd only done one unit, I would have been up one unit for the week instead of, instead of uh, down one unit. And how good is Mahomes? We talked about possible regression, that he'd be good, but not as good as last year. So far, he's been even better. Yeah, he really has. All right. Broncos and the Bears. This was a two-unit teaser that I went in on with you, which was Denver getting eight and a half, Atlanta getting seven and a half. Those were both good bets. We were on the right side of both those, so we both won the two-unit teaser. Broncos probably got a raw deal and lost the game outright, sixteen to fourteen. The Falcons won twenty-four to twenty after like five of the Eagles' best skill position players got hurt then we've got the saints and the rams this is kind of a theme for me as well i had two units on the saints getting three points 
And that would have probably come through, don't you think, Steve, if A, Breeze doesn't get hurt, and B, the refs don't blow that play dead, costing the Saints a touchdown. Really was a 10-point swing. Yeah, you know, I'm not so sure. Because I think the... I agree you got jobbed by the refs for seven points, but it was a fluke play. You're, obviously, you don't deserve a touchdown like that, but they... Uh, I can't believe the refs got that wrong. I think the Rams were the better team, even with Breeze. But obviously, when Breeze got knocked out, it was, um, you know, you know, forget it. I did want to go back to the teaser we played because we did talk about how on both those games, we thought those were going to be really close games that could go either way. So you can see how powerful it is if your handicap's right and you can tease through the seven because both those games were just agonizing to watch the end games in terms of who was going to win. But you never had to sweat the teaser at the very end of the game in either game. Uh, and then finally, Monday night football. Uh, you passed the game with the Browns and the Jets. I put one unit on the Jets when they were getting two and a half points. This is before the Darnold announcement, and our rules are what we say on this show, whether it's Wednesday typically or today on a Tuesday, what we say when we place the bet sticks, that just stinks. I mean, that really is, Steve, isn't it, the negative of betting earlier in the week is that information can come out and all of a sudden Sam Darnold can be playing late-night beer pong or making out with some girl and get mono, and then you have no chance of your bet actually coming through. Absolutely, and you know, pulling back the curtain to how some people actually make a living betting sports, I didn't take advantage of this, but when an announcement like that comes down, you've got literally, oh, a 15-second window at most books um, where you can go ahead and if you can grab that bet and get Cleveland minus 2.5 before the books pull it down and subsequently put it up at an adjusted number, those are great wagers, and you know, uh, example was when Luck retired. There were a lot of people who were able to get down on the Indianapolis Colts under nine and a half wins during a small window of opportunity. All right, let's move on to week number three. Starting to get a better sense now, Steve, for who these teams are. I should mention we were one of two on our best bets. The teaser came through. The Raiders did not come through for us, so we are four of six on our best bets so far this season, four of six. You are um, up eight units for the season. I am up three units for the season, so both you, me, the best bets, all in the black. What do you got, Bri? All right, well, with... uh Week three already upon us. And first of all, Russ, you know that any of these games you want to bet that we're going to go into, you can make your bet at betonline.ag using that promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That is that is exactly right. And I should point out that as soon as I win the Pigskin Pick'em Challenge for a week, I get $500 to put in your account. So not yours, Steve. Unfortunately, you're ineligible. But everybody else, make sure you actually have bet online account so I can put some money in it. Go ahead, Bright. So Thursday night, we've got Tennessee. They're laying one and a half points at the Jacksonville Jags with a total of 40 points, Ross. So I kind of like Thursday nights have not been good to me. I kind of like Gardner Minshew. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this Jalen Ramsey. He's actually talking to the media right now while we're recording. He wants to be traded, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
I don't like going with uh, road favorites, but I, I'm going to pass the game. I've gone back and forth on which way I would lean on this one. I will pass the game. The total's only 40. I'm going to put one unit on the under on a short week. I know 40 is already a low total, but neither one of these teams have really been scoring. The defenses are playing well for both. So one unit on the under 40. I'm going to go with the proposition bet on this one. We are of like minds in this game and that I favor the under as well. I hate playing under 40 because – Late in the game, all it takes is one defensive touchdown. You blink, and all of a sudden, you're staring at 17-all or 20-all, and um, you're going to be in big trouble on your bet. I'm going to play that for a slow start to this game. How slow? In almost all these primetime games, they put up a prop. Will there be a score in the first six minutes, 30 seconds? I imagine you're going to have to lay a little bit extra in vigorous because of the low total, probably about minus 130. I'm going to play no score in the first six minutes, 30 seconds, I think both teams will be very conservative early with the defenses having the advantage, and I'll root for a quiet first six minutes, 30 seconds, no score, two units. Steve, on to Sunday. We'll start with Denver at Green Bay. The Packers lay in eight, total here, 43. So this is a no-brainer teaser, if you ask me. We've been talking about teasers. When do we want to play teasers? We want to tease through the key numbers of three and seven, where the team essentially just has to win the game, and I expect Green Bay will win the game. So I'm going to tease Green Bay from 8 down to 2. I need something to tease it with, and I will stay in division for that and tease the Minnesota Vikings from 8 down to 2. I'm confident both those teams are going to win, confident enough to make this a three-unit two-team teaser. Wow. Three-unit two-team teaser I, I love your teasers, Steve. I, I think it's fun, and I'm going to do the same, and I'll, I'll go three units as well. I'm not doing four because I got screwed by the Seahawks when I did four. I'm doing the same three-unit teaser, teasing down Green Bay and Minnesota to the two-point number. They better come through their home teams against inferior opponents, so that is a best bet. The best bet. Next game, Ross, Philadelphia minus seven. They are home against the Detroit Lions, total 48. This is interesting to me because I don't really think either one of the receivers are going to play for the Eagles in terms of Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Who knows about Dallas Goddard? You also have a situation where Timmy Jernigan's out. They're very light at D-tackle. I like the Lions in the game. I, I think the Eagles win the game. But I think it's a close game. Uh, the Lions haven't lost yet. They've been competitive. I think the Eagles have a lot of adjustments to make with those guys out. I'm going to put two units on the Lions getting seven points. I think that they make this a, a hotly contested game. Two units on the Lions getting the seven. Yeah, very interesting game. I will lean to the Lions as well. And you nailed it. It's all about all those injuries to Philadelphia, and not just the guys that are going to be out, but both their tight ends got banged up, Aguilar got banged up, Wentz took a shot to the ribs, and he was out for a series. you got to wonder just about the health of the entire Eagles team. Now, I'm concerned about the Eagles secondary where Matt Ryan missed three touchdown bombs, but then again, Matthew Stafford probably will miss those type of passes as well. 
Um, I like under. 48 just seems like a sky-high total for a team when the better team is crippled on offense in the Eagles. So I'm going to go under the 48 two units. Steve, Baltimore at Kansas City. The Chiefs laying six and a half points, 55 the total. Yeah, I'm tired of stepping in front of the Chiefs and Mahomes and what he's doing. Uh, but Baltimore has a fundamental advantage where the Chiefs' run defense is poor and Baltimore should have lots of success there. I'm going to pass the game. I might lose again uh, going against the Chiefs, but I kind of – well, the Ravens didn't look that good against the Cardinals. I'm going to pass the game. It's just a lean to Baltimore. Their secondary is a little bit beat up. They barely beat the Cardinals at home. It's just a lean to Baltimore in that one for me. Ross, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Bills, minus six here, 43 and a half the total. So the Bills are playing pretty good. First home game. The Bengals look terrible on Sunday at home against the Niners. The Bills just don't strike me as a team, though, that's going to really put teams away all that often. I think the Bengals bounce back and play better. I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Cincinnati in this one. I think it's a close game. I I think uh, six points is too many points for me to lay with my beloved Bills. Yeah, I'm going to pass as well. The game's right where I made it. Better wagering opportunities, other parts of the board. Steve, the Atlanta Falcons at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by two and a half here, 47 and a half the total. Yeah, and this is another game that is right on my number, and I'm going to pass this one as well. This is an interesting game to me. I, I think the Colts win the game, but I think two and a half is probably about the right number. I would lean Colts on this one, uh, but Adam Vinatieri's kicking woes are also a concern in that one. Probably the difference maker for me just leaning and not actually placing a bet. So, Ross, the next game is Oakland at Minnesota. We already talked about that as you guys did your two-team teaser featuring the Raiders and Vikings. We'll move on to the next one. It's the Jets at the New England Patriots. New England at home, 22.5-point favorites. Your total here is 45.5. Looks like Luke Falk will get the start for the Jets. We don't know how bad Trevor Simeon's ankle is, but it's not good. Right before we came on the air, I saw that Jamal Adams has unfollowed the Jets on Instagram and is no longer having them in his bio. So there's drama with the Jets. I I don't know what he's upset about. I mean, he played well. The defense played pretty well. Their quarterback issues are just significant. They also have major offensive line issues. Uh, I am not, though, going to lay 22.5 points an NFL game I'd be more likely actually to take the Jets I would lean Jets getting the 22 and a half but the Patriots feel like a machine right now and the Jets offensive line is concerning short week actually I take that back 22 and a half give me a unit on the Jets come on Jets 22 and a half give me a unit on the Jets I've said it many times, just blindly betting against the Patriots is no way to go, no matter how much value there appears to be. So I'm going to pass on the side. I am going to play the under for two units. And, you know, a big part of this is if you look at the Miami-New England game, Miami handed New England 14 points and two pick sixes in the fourth quarter. So that final score was higher than it should have been. 
with Brady getting on in age, you got to expect that New England is going to run the ball more in the second half, and frankly, for the entire game. And I don't think the Jets can score against this very good New England defense. I'm going to go under two units. Steve, another game that looks to be somewhat lopsided, the Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys laying 21.5 points, and 47.5 is the total. What is that KGB and Rounders at the end when he, Mikey said he could, he could keep busting them up all night, and KGB goes, Nyt, not, not tonight, no. Pay that man his money. <laughs> it's I uh, nit no betting against Miami. Not until they show me that they have not quit. And my definition of quit is when you're a wide receiver and you drop a pass and it gets picked and you just put your hands over your head and walk to the sideline instead of trying to run after him. Forget these Dolphins. I pass. Can't really. I I, I can't really go with the Dolphins here. Uh, that would be my lean. But, you know, I would have lost if I had put money on them against the Patriots. I'm not doing it. Ross, the Giants at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total 48. Giants have a new starting quarterback. How much line movement, if any, have we seen since the, uh, since the news came down, oh, I don't know, about an hour ago, that Daniel Jones is starting instead of Eli Manning, Steve? We've seen no movement, Ross, and this actually does not surprise me. Um, what is, I feel that Jones is a tiny downgrade at this point versus Eli, but I also feel the team may well respond to a new quarterback positively so that the net effect is zero. Let me ask you, when you played for a struggling team and there was a change in quarterback, would there usually be a little bit of a bump in the locker room the week of the change? Without question. Yeah, I, and and there there just is. It's like, all right, we got somebody else in there. You know, it's it's not it's not the starters' fault necessarily, but there is that there, there is something to that, and that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna put a unit on the Giants getting the six and a half points. I think they're gonna play a lot better. I'm still not sold on the Bucks and the turnovers. I I think Daniel Jones gonna come out. You know what happens too? They really simplify game plans to try to help the young quarterback look good, get the ball out of his hands quickly, and a lot of times it works. So give me a unit on the Giants getting the six and a half. I'll have a lean on the Giants. I'm not going to bet on them. I've got a little yellow post-it note from my wife here, and she's written, Reminder, don't bet on bad teams in the NFL. You don't make money doing it. It's not 1994 anymore. Back at reference to... Like 20 years ago, the point spreads on a lot of these bad teams were jacked so high that you could indeed make money, but that's really no longer the case. I'm going to pass. Steve, by the way, I liked your John Malkovich a minute ago. Uh, Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Arizona Cardinals. Total here, 46-and-a-half. Well, do I feel satisfied now? Um, <laughs> I, I have very little on this Well, this, this is game, off the know. board now, um, I think, Steve. Cam Newton did not practice today. Uh, he's not at practice day with a – he re-aggravated his foot injury. So I believe that this, this game is now off the board. I don't know what you're showing, but it seems like most sports books have taken it off the board. Oh, I, I got you, and I, I see it off the board at, at many places. You know, one thing I would consider if Cam does play, if they put a prop up on Newton rush yards, I would certainly consider under – he's had five games uh, – two games, five attempts, zero rush yards – 
And if the books keep putting numbers up, the last, last week they put up a 22 for his number of rush yards because he averaged like 40 the last two years. Certainly consider betting against Cam under in rush yards. Well, and keep in mind also, for this game or any games like it, this is why you need to have the BetQL app. And you can get it on the App Store, Google Play Store. They track all of the line movement. They have all kinds of algorithms and sharp data for both NFL games and college games. Their best bets this year have been on point. But really, tracking the line movement so you really see you know, whether or not you can get on the right side of the number or how it's moved. Plus, if you live in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, like I do, they have awesome sports book offers that you can take advantage of using BetQL's data to make the right bets. Make sure you head over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Why not download the BetQL app and at least check it out and see what they got? Ross, the New Orleans Saints minus Drew Brees at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks now favored by five and the total 45. I didn't think Bridgewater looked that good uh, for the Saints. That's a little bit concerning to me. And him being the unknown, I feel like I've, I guess Daniel Jones is an unknown too, but I feel like I've gotten burned too often by stuff like that. I'm passing the game. You know, Ross, I didn't see anything about the Saints staying out on the West Coast, so I assume they aren't. But They, actually, um, the, they are, Steve. Oh, they are. Thank yes. you very much. So that's, I was, I, it occurs to me that this is a really bad travel, would have been a really bad travel spot. So um, now I guess they could get to go up to Washington and have the Team Unity Week early in the year. We talked about this last week about the 49ers. It certainly came through for them having spent a productive week in Youngstown, Ohio, before their game. Um, so that's a big positive, I think, for the Saints. But the negative is, I too thought Bridgewater looked terrible. I thought Bridgewater, frankly, has not looked good since his knee injury. If you recall, last year, week 17, the Saints were 13-2, and two, and Bridgewater um, basically playing for to look good and for future contracts and, and the like, absolutely laid an egg week 17, hosting Carolina, where the Saints got smashed as a home favorite. I don't trust Bridgewater, so i got to pass this game. Steve, Houston at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by three with a total of 48. Yeah, the Chargers, or what's left of them, right? Um, uh, I know that um, they've got a Pro Bowl safety that broke his arm. That was um, Safety was an area where the Chargers had a lot of depth, and Derwin James, of course, went out earlier in the year. So um, all kinds of injuries on the offense for the Chargers as well. And at some point when a team starts having holes all over the field, and Ross, I had um, a note I want to ask you about this. How hard is it as a coaching staff when you've got like eight key injuries, and they're not necessarily cluster injuries, but all over the place, how distracted does the coaching staff get trying to plug in the holes and the game plan to make up for all those guys missing? Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, it's it's without question a, a major, major issue because um, a lot of times you're moving one guy to replace another guy, and it just seems like the, the Chargers have the same season every year on repeat. It really is unbelievable at this point. Yeah, and you, it, it seems like I have a flashback to uh, Philip Rivers throwing a pick in the red zone. To, oh, darn it. You know, it's someone fumbling on the goal line. The Chargers just are masters 
at giving away games they should win. I remember that home game against the Broncos where they lost last year as a prime example. And this sure looks like one they can blow as well. I will lean to Houston. I am going to lean Houston also. uh, But I just, their offensive line now going against Joey Bosa. Uh, Tunsil seems beat up. Going against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, I, I can't do it. I'll lean Houston, but I'm not. I'm not putting a bet on it. Pittsburgh Steelers on the West Coast at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners now favored by seven. Total forty four and a half. Niners looked really good uh, against the Bengals. They dominated the Bengals. Steelers obviously breaking in a new quarterback in Mason Rudolph. I. Call it a hunch on this one, Steve. I think the Steelers are going to play a lot better than people realize. You know, Joe Staley's out for the Niners. I think this is a close game. Would not be shocked if the Steelers won the football game. I'm putting a couple units on the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting the seven points to rally around Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I'm going to put a couple units on the Steelers as well. You know, the Niners have been away from home for uh, nine days. And I can just see the coaching staff after they punked the Bengals, you know, giving out the game balls and just saying, great job, everyone. Take Monday off, and I'll see everybody Tuesday. And it just being a celebratory weekend for the 49ers coming home to um, friends and family. And that is not a situation where I want to back a team um, typically. So because of that, um, the Steelers, their backs up against the wall, absolutely back them. And, you know, I had Big Ben worth six points and my power ratings versus Rudolph. And i got to ask myself, you know what? How good is Big Ben right now? Um, did he already have you know, um, an injury before he got fully injured? And he really was not playing well, so maybe six points is too much of an adjustment. That's, and the look-ahead line in this game was Pittsburgh minus one. So I know it's gone through the zero, so it's not really an eight-point full adjustment. But you get a, that big of a line move, you've got to go ahead and more often than not and fade it two units I'll take the Steelers plus the seven. The best bet. All right, Steve, it's Sunday Night Football on the Rams at Cleveland. Rams favored by three. Total is 51. I'll lean to Cleveland, but there's a lot that I saw from Cleveland that I didn't like. I don't like the way Baker Mayfield is playing. I don't like that Freddie Kitchens was looking to try to run up the score on the Jets and get Beckham a touchdown at the end of the game. I think... um, that's a sign to me of a bad coach, that he's more concerned about um, personal vendettas and agendas than just playing um, smart football and keeping everybody healthy. And that's my experience has been coaches that do dumb things like that, do lots of other dumb things that cost their team games. I'm going to pass. Totally agree. I was on the sideline last night. I, I, I don't think Freddie Kitchens knows what he's doing on a lot of different levels. You know, the team's not disciplined. We know that much. They didn't look very organized. Baker Mayfield doesn't look like he's playing very well. They are a concerning bunch right now. I would actually lean to the Rams laying the three points. I'm not going to do it. That place would be going crazy. but uh, And maybe they have some confidence now that they won. But I'm with you on Kitchens. Keeping Mayfield throwing the ball late. Having Chubb come out of the, the medical tent for the concussion evaluation right onto the field at the two-minute warning to give him another bone-rattling carry up the middle. I mean, just idiotic. It really was. Uh, I'm out on the Browns. 
I'll lean Rams laying the three. And finally, Ross, Monday Night Football has the Chicago Bears, four-point favorites at the Washington Redskins with a total of 41.5. I don't think that the Bears are a good team because I don't think Trubisky is a good team. And I do think that the Redskins will win a game at some point. The problem is they don't have much of a home field advantage. And it just feels to me like every time I've ever done a Redskins game on Monday night, they've played poorly. I don't know what it is, but they always, always lose. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and put one unit on the Redskins getting the four points but I don't feel good about it because of my track record. I'm going to pass the game, Ross, and it all comes down to that home field advantage. As you referenced, uh, I don't think the Redskins have much of one. One of the smallest in the NFL, that antiseptic new stadium, just not the same as RFK. And let's face it, when they played Dallas, were there more Dallas fans or Redskins fans in that stadium? There's a lot of Bears fans throughout the country. Same thing may happen. I pass. Terrific stuff there, Steve. Keep it rolling, my friend. Hopefully I can keep it rolling this week and get back on track. Uh, If you like placing wagers, and let me guess, if you listen to this podcast, you do. Yahoo has officially released their daily fantasy football contests. They've got awesome football contests, a million-dollar contest with no management fee. They've got 10-entry max. You're not going to be playing against people with 150 lineups like other sites. They also have a $100,000 guaranteed contest. So lots of prizes out there. If you're just getting started with Daily Fantasy Football, join the free-to-enter Yahoo Cup and play all season long. $150,000 in weekly and season-long prizes. And if you get a perfect lineup, you win a cool million dollars. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy again bry that is yahoo.com slash daily fantasy ross tucker football podcast power rankings already posted college draft with matt waldman with some huge games this weekend already posted now you've got even money and part one of the fantasy feast will be posted in a couple hours as well other than that Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. You can follow sports through sound bites or the full story. From up in the press box or down on the sidelines. What do, what do you want to accomplish this year? Actually, I want to accomplish getting on this team first. This fall, a new daily podcast brings you closer to the sports stories that matter. Stories about players. A guy like Zion just represents that hope of the failures of the past don't matter because we've got this guy now. Stories about hometowns. You will see hundreds of people wearing number 32 Simpson jerseys uh, in the stands on Sunday afternoons for a Bills home game. And stories about the teams you love. This was the first chance for all those baseball fans to see their guy. 
From The Athletic, home to the best storytelling in sports. And Wondery, the company behind Sports Wars and Gladiator. I'm Kavitha Davidson. And I'm Anders Kelto. Introducing The Lead. Go beyond the box score five days a week. This isn't a story where you go to some place and interview the athlete and go home. It stays with you. Are you kidding me? I have never seen anything like that. The Lead is out now. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. The Lead. Sports up close. Hey, hey, I need some more of that.